0: Welcome to Glass Bones Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Burke. Joining me today, as always, is the fantastic and wonderful and beautiful Mr. Kyle
1: France. Kyle, how are we doing today? Doing well, buddy. This new intro is just getting... It's, it's a new feel. It is a new feel. It's new. It's a new vibe. That's beautiful.
0: Everything be vibing. <laughs> right, kids? <laughs> oh, man. I love it. It's so freaking great. So, thank you. Remind me of his name again? Adam. Adam. Thank you, Adam. We appreciate it. Uh so we're gonna pick up where we left—well, not where we left off—but we're gonna pick up on some news that we didn't get to on Thursday. So we're gonna pick up with the Craig Berube firing in St.
1: Louis. So kind of want you—why don't you uh, start us off and give me your thoughts on that? I was shocked. I don't know why. I just—I didn't think they were gonna do it. But it kind of brings up what we were talking about in the last one with Sullivan in Pittsburgh. The you know the chance of him being fired. I don't know. I don't think you know, we did our team pre previews before the season. You were a little bit more high on the blues than I was. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think this roster is very good and I don't think it's Baruby's fault that they're where they are. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Um I think they're around what I'd expect them to be, right around the five hundred range. And I don't see the blues as a cup contender anymore with the goaltending, with the just you lose a guy like Petrangelo, you just don't replace him. Mm-hmm. And they haven't, obviously, and I don't think you can blame the coach for that. So I don't know. They made a lot of deals last year and mm-hmm. moving on from certain players like O'Reilly and stuff and I again, like, you didn't really replace him, and then you fire your coach. I personally, I just don't understand, but mm-hmm. Baruby's also, I could see Baruby being this coach. He's kind of new at the head coaching thing. I know he was in Philly for a couple of years, but that was clearly a mm-hmm. lesson learned type of run he had here. Um, But he won a cup in St. Louis, and unfortunately it's a tough business. Sometimes you're the one that gets the finger pointed at you for something that I don't think was his fault. But it's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean,
0: another coach that got fired and it's like, Okay. Well, it definitely wasn't his fault. But I also wonder if some of it is him and their core pieces were starting to disagree and starting, because I know like something that came out there asked Jordan Cairo about him. And he's like, he's not my coach anymore. So I don't have to answer this question. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like it stemmed from a lot of anger towards Ruby. So I'm wondering if like Thomas and Cairo and Shen, you know, maybe some of those guys and Falk, Bru, I don't know, our crew, I don't know. Maybe some there's a, some disagreement going on inside the locker room, and they and Baruby's that type of coach. You know, he's he's hard on his players, and and sometimes he can be very vocal about what they're not doing right. So I wouldn't be that shocked if there the core was kind of like we're done, like fire him or trade us because we don't want to be here anymore. Um, especially with Cairo, he's struggled this year. So you know, and some of that's on him, sure, but some of that's also maybe maybe on Baruby. So, I kind of could see it being a, it's time, we just need to move on, you know, and and we talked about it, you know, his cup kind of kept him there maybe a little bit longer than it should have, but it's also hard because it's like, I mean, Doug Armstrong came out the other day and said something about if he would get fired today or something would happen and he wouldn't be able to continue as a GM, he doesn't think he left them in a better position than when he got there. And he said, that's a horrible feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I get what he's saying, but he also won him a cup. So, it's like, it's hard to say you didn't leave him with anything. But the last two or three years, yeah, you've made some very questionable decisions that have not worked out. So it's, you know, you kind of got to take that one on the chin and, you know, and part of that may have, may have been, you may have kept Ruby too long, or maybe you didn't keep him long enough. I don't know. Um, He's definitely a coach that I could see getting another, you know, he's going to get, he's going to get hired again somewhere, but it's funny, which is funny because I hated him in Philly. I thought he was such a bad coach, but apparently Philly is where you just cut your teeth. And that's just where you get into the league and you suck in Philly, but then you go elsewhere. And Dave Hexel has been great in Seattle. And somehow, you know, like I don't understand how, but it's been very good for them. And same thing with Baruby. Baruby was horrible in Philly, but gets to St. Louis and he goes on to wins a wins cup. So, yeah, it's interesting to me that that's the way they went. But I'm also not super shocked, but it's, I don't know. It's also kind of weird to me because why now? Like, I don't know. This isn't a playoff team. You kind of know that. I don't know what what's hiring a coach gonna do? Like why why right and that's that's what makes me think it's more about player personnel than it is about like standings and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't know. I agree. <laughs> yeah, so he's been replaced by Drew Bannister. That's his replacement. So and from what I could find, he was has not been a head coach of any NHL teams yet. So
1: yeah. We'll We'll see. wait and see. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really. I can honestly say that's a name I've never heard of. So we'll we'll find out. Um, again, it's one of those situations. Maybe the team just needs a spark. But I I just I look at that roster and mm-hmm. like you just had their cap friendly up. It's fine. You can keep going here. But, um, you know, three of their defensemen in fault Krug and Pareko are all around six point five mil a year. Mm-hmm. None of them are worth that at this yep. point. So there's a lot of money tied up in your decor. That's where and that's where your big struggle is right now, uh. Yeah, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. But which is I think is what Doug Armstrong was saying because he's a good general manager. Mm-hmm. That's no, there's no doubt. He's built some very good teams before in the past. So it's not like a knock on him. Sometimes it's just the position you're put in. But you got a thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two year old all making six point five for a lot more years here too. So it's not mm-hmm. like it's looking like it's going to get any easier going forward. Mm-mm.
0: No. Yeah, that's the thing, and and their defensive core really fell apart when Petrangelo left, and I don't know what the whole backstory on that one is. I it seemed to me like he kind of wanted out more than it was that the the Blues weren't willing to offer him the money he wanted. But it's also kind of one of those things where I don't know. I I kind of have wonder if Armstrong was like, "Ah, eh, we'll, we'll replace you, like we we can replace you," and yeah. not maybe not fully understanding what he did to the locker room, to the defensive core, all that stuff. But and again, it also doesn't help when you have one of the worst goalies in the NHL. So you know, and I get his, you know, he's had and there's a bunch of people talking about how good he's been this year and blah, 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 blah. And sure, he's had some good gains, but I mean he's still he's got a nine oh seven save percentage. Like that's yep. fine. But it's nothing spectacular. Yep. And I don't know. So yeah. It'll be interesting to see what what ends up happening, but I definitely, I don't know. This is going to be a long road for St. Louis. It they, is. they may be this the next version of Detroit.
1: Mm-hmm. Having I could to get, see
0: that. Having to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait for some of these contracts.
1: Yep. No, I definitely could see that.
0: but Which is unfortunate for St. Louis fans, but kind of is what it is. And it's even, which, and this I also wonder too with Burby is if some of it is like, I know Scott Perunovic has hardly played in the last two and a half years. And people are like, why are you consistently like Marco Scandella? And I forget who the other one was that is not listed here. That was coming up and down and playing. And they're like, we don't need... It was another... Oh, maybe it was Bertuzzo. Yeah, I was about to say that. I think it was Bertuzzo, And they're like, why are you consistently playing him over Perunovic? Perunovic needs to play. And he needs to play at the NHL. level if he's gonna get better and so I wonder if some of it was that too but
1: yeah possibly
0: I think that's one of the hardest things about being an NHL coach is how much do you play your young kids because sometimes they're deserving of more ice time than you give them and then other times it's like you gotta earn that ice time yeah it can't just be given to you so yep Yeah. All right, we'll move on so tonight we're gonna do a little bit different of a Tuesday episode so we are gonna Dive into a couple teams and kind of pick each other's brains on you know what we're, our thoughts are on some of the teams around the league and stuff, and go a little bit deeper than we can with the weekly updates. So that's what we're doing tonight. So bear with us. It may be a little bit of a different topic and and go a little differently than maybe some of our other episodes, but we want to. We feel like we're we're here at this point. We're like, okay, we haven't talked about and like I mentioned in last episode, like Carolina. Carolina has been bad for. Probably two weeks now. This is really bad. And we haven't even got to a touch on it. And so it's like, we were like, okay, let's pause on all the other stuff we're doing. Let's talk more about what's going on in the NHL right now with like live standings and all that kind of stuff. So that's what we're going to do. So we're going to hit on a couple teams here. And Kyle brought a couple teams. I brought a couple teams. I also have a couple names I want to bring up at some point, which we'll get to. So we're going to start with Carolina because that's, we mentioned them and we want to make sure that we talk about them. So yeah, it's it's funny because they're playing currently and they're losing to, or no, they're winning. They're beating Detroit right now, two to one. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that ends up going. But currently, they sit in they're tied for fourth place in the Metro. They're four, five, and one in their last ten, and yeah, they have a plus one, plus one goal differential, and they have ninety one goals against in twenty eight games jeez
1: well i saw a, i saw a quote from rod brindemore during one of his interviews and he literally said hey i don't know who i don't know what this who these guys are anymore like i i which brindemore is a very honest coach which is mm-hmm. why one of the reasons i love him he coaches like he played he puts his heart out there and he's just he's just honest and they ask them like what's going on he's just like i frankly like this is one of the worst hockey teams I've ever been around. Like these guys can't, they're just not doing what they always do. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. And he's like, we got some work ahead of us. And, um, every everyone needs to look themselves in the mirror and fix this. And yeah, he's right. It's not really, it's not like you look at their statistics. I mean, there's some players to me that stick out, but like, it's not like it's not too much. Like, it's not too terrible. I mean, there's some players that are pretty bad, but, I'll just use Sveshnikov as an example. Like, I know he's been hurt off and on 16 games, one goal. Yeah. It's unacceptable. It really is. So, you have players like that, but then you look at the other side of it where, like, Seth Jarvis, he's having a good year right now. He's 10 goals, 10 assists, 20 points. He's a young, young player. He's growing his game every year, but it doesn't really matter what the statistics show, in my opinion. This does not look like the Hurricanes right now. So, they got some work ahead of them, no doubt.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, and it's even uh, – because somebody that I, that I was looking at has been Sebastian Ajo, where it's he had three points against Ottawa, but then the previous four games before that he had no points, and that was two goals, one one goal, two assists, one assist, zero zero points. Like, he's had a lot of zero-point games, a lot. And it's just you can't have that from your top center. Like, he just needs to be doing more. And, yeah, there's definitely, yeah, some, some guys that are just slipping. You know, and, and it's even – Pesce has three points in 20 games like that's just unacceptable and I think he's hurt I personally I think that there's something going on with him because he doesn't even look right like he does he doesn't look like himself and that's where it man <laughs> I don't know but to me one of the big things that changed they brought in Tony they brought Tony D'Angelo back did that kill the locker room and now does nobody want to be there yeah and I think with his with his past, that question has to be asked. But I also feel like if that was the case, they would have moved him at this point. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. It just seems like, yeah, it just seems very sketchy to me that, you know, you bring somebody like that back, which I don't understand why they did that. But, you know, it, it's just, yeah, there's, a, there's not a lot going for them right now. And they're struggling. And, and like, they don't have, they have... A little bit of change, but a lot of the same from last year, and yet they're just so bad. And it's just like, why are you? And and defensively, they're so bad. And I thought going into this, they had the best defensive core in the league, and yet they're letting up goals left and right. It's just horrible. Now some of that's a goaltend. I mean, I talked about Kachanov, you know, last episode, and how much I think he's not very good. But like, you have an eight ninety four, and eight eighty three, and an eight sixty. It's just brutal, and I think. I think it was 871 is the is the team's save percentage and it's their worst in in franchise history. Yeah. That's not helping you. So it's like goalies are killing them and I don't know. I I understand bringing back Anderson for sure and unfortunately him being hurt has not helped that at all. And he only got to play 6 games before he went down with I think it's a blood
1: something. It was
0: blood clots, yeah. Blood clots, yeah. Um which sucks because that hurts a lot. But I think they may have made the mistake in free agency of bringing back Ronta. I mean, he's, and obviously he got shelled by Tampa that one game, setting a an NHL record for worst Sabres percentage in a game. <laughs> so that's not helping either. But I don't know. It's just, and it's, it's kind of one of those things where they're not that far out of the playoffs, but you look at it and go, what the heck do we do from here?
1: Because it's like there's no fixing this. That's the problem. Because it's not like you can make a move or whatever. I, there's nothing there. Like th- this is the best team in the NHL, top to bottom, in the lineup on paper, in my opinion. And besides goaltending, if Anderson's in, to me they are. Mm-hmm. But even with Ranta and Kochekov, it shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be depending on them that much, as much as they are right now. Yeah, they got some problems there. It's it's it is. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard for them to get out of this. But hey, couple wins, get some confidence, get some things going, figure out the system, get that back, get that system back because they're not playing the system right now, which isn't good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can't you can't go any any more losing streaks here because this division is slowly getting away from them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and that that West Coast trip where they lost all, I think it was like five of the six
0: mm-hmm. games or something. That can't happen. Cannot happen. You just can't. Especially because you're playing a decent amount of Pacific teams. The Pacific division is awful. It's awful. You should be beating those teams. Yep. But it's funny because I think this team has the flip opposite of Edmonton. Edmonton, it does not matter which goal you put in that net. They're not going to succeed because the defense is so bad. This should be the opposite. Yeah. This defensive course should be so good. It should not matter who's in your net. They mm-hmm. should be able to stop the puck. And yet, they've been so bad. And I've watched a decent amount of the highlights. Like, I've seen a decent amount of the goals. And it's definitely one of those things where, like, some of it has definitely just been the goalies. Like, there's, there's, they're letting in shots and an initial goalie should stop. Yeah. They're letting in shots and ECHL goalie should stop, quite frankly. There's been a couple of those. That's not helping. But at the same rate, with its defensive core, they should be a lot better. And yet, they're just letting up goals left and right. And it's just wild to me how many goals they're letting up. But I don't know. And yeah, it's just, they got to figure some stuff out and and it, it kind of begs the question to me of like is there a trade like is there something to shake up the locker room to shake up the the momentum and all that stuff because something needs to change here and i don't know that i don't see them firing Brindamar. i don't think that makes sense in any way shape or form but i think you guys start considering hey maybe it's time we move somebody you know and and do some kind of move some kind of shake up but I don't know who it is because it's like, you know, it's it's in a tough spot because you don't have a lot of guys. I mean, you could trade you could trade Brady Shea because he's playing so well. You get a lot of value for him, but then you're losing you're probably your top performing defenseman. So,
1: what do you do? I, I I look at this this roster right now. Matt just pulled up the cap friendly, and I'm looking at it. I'm there's no hole. There's nothing here that I go like, mm, yeah, that's a little weak right there. They could really look there like. Even if it is like trading Shea or something to to upgrade something, like okay, of course, obviously, everyone's always like they're new to top end goal score. Well, every team needs a top mm-hmm. end. Like so, I don't, but I don't see them trading anything. Like I can't think of a player out there right now that's like possibly could get moved. That I mean, like I'll just throw a name out there, Elias Lindholm. Like that's mm-hmm. the only name that like pops up to me to go back to Carolina again. Okay, would he fit there? Yeah, but what at what cost? Like, Mm -hmm. what are we talking here? Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It's Mm -hmm. it's going to cost a good amount to get him out of there. I mean, not get him out of there, but like they're going to. Their asking price is going to be pretty high. Like Mm -hmm. it's going to be. They're not just going to trade him for nothing. So I don't know. Yeah, and that's that's what makes it tough because
0: you just I don't you know and they have. Let's see uh they have like 2.7 million million in cap space. They don't have a ton of cap space, so you know something that I could see would be a Jack Drury trade because he's he's asked for a trade previously and he's not getting the playing time he probably deserves there. I could see wanting to swap him with maybe something different just be, just to get just to do something. But again, it's like does that help you? I, I just don't know. Like I don't know that that moves the needle. And that that's where it's like, I don't even know, I don't know what to do. Because you don't want to fire Brandon Marcus, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But you also don't want to go and make a major splash, because that could be very costly to you. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, unless somebody wants to come in and take Hakaniami, I mean, I'd be all in on that one.
1: <laughs> but Yeah, I was just, I mean, this year I could see, like, a Terravine and, like, Cap move. But, I mean, you're hurt, like, he he's not he's a player that just confuses me. Mm -hmm. He went all those years putting up like 60, 70 assists and now he can't assist anything. Mm -hmm. Last year he scored like no points at all. This year he started off hot, has like 11 goals right now. And then like in the snap of a finger, just, I guess he never hit 60. I don't know why, Uh, 60 points. That's what I am thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, high points and then just snap a finger back down to nothing. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know. He's one of those players that just doesn't make sense to me. There was a time, It's not like he's old. He's Mm twenty nine, and he, um, there was a time he was a big difference maker on the Hurricanes. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but this is not looking good for this team. They have they don't have that long. They got to figure this out quickly. So and because yeah, they're only two points out right now, but still that this is a tough division. They gotta put themselves in a position to be secure. contrary deadline. And come playoff time, they need to be secured in that point in that race. And well, I don't know that anybody, quite frankly, is going to maybe, I and mean, even the Rangers. I mean, they're only four points ahead of the Islanders. Like, is it for the top in the league? It's just crazy. But I don't know. I I. There, but you need to be putting stuff together. And and at the end of it, it's you need to be letting up a lot less goals. Like, Rangers have seventy eight. Flyers have seventy six. Washington has seventy two, Pittsburgh has seventy four. You need to be in somewhere in that range. Yeah. Where somehow the Islanders have let up ninety goals, which is crazy to me considering they have Sorokin, although Varlomov's numbers are better than Sorokin's numbers right now, which is crazy. I'd say Sorokin's been struggling this year a little bit for yeah. his for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Devils have given up ninety six and then Columbus has given up hundred and six, but that's a whole different story. We'll cut we, we we may talk we may get to them later, but we'll see. Yeah, like it, it's just one of those things where you, you need to be letting up less goals for sure. And, you know, because the 92 goals for it's fine. That's better than actually better than the Rangers. You it's know, they, better
1: than you would expect from them. Exactly.
0: That's not been the problem this year, Mm-mm. which was my concern with them. They're scoring, which is the same thing that you could say about Boston, because I thought for sure that Boston was going to struggle to score goals this year. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, that still-
1: yeah, but a team like Boston, like that's higher than you would expect. But the sixty-seven goals against is exactly where you'd expect that to be. Exactly, that's the problem with Carolina. Neither of their numbers are where you'd expect them to be. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, which is weird because I, I, again, I just don't know why. Yeah, but hey, crazy things happen. It's a weird league. Things are you know different nowadays, and I don't know. It's just yeah, some things are crazy. But anything else you want to touch on with Carolina? Nope. All right. So we. Alluded to them a little bit, so we'll move on to Boston. So, I'll uh, I'll get my little two cents here before I let you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't want to say tangent because that sounds negative, but you know, let you talk about one of the best teams in the NHL currently. Uh, well, second best team in the NHL right now. Thought they might be the best, <laughs> but yeah, I, as I said, I mean, I'm I'm surprised. I really, I mean, I I had them on like right on the edge of playoffs. I had them missing, but I thought they were going to be playing all the way up until the end. I did not see this at all. Like, to be fair to them, I didn't see it. They are playing very, very, very well right now. And it helps. I mean, they have two of the best goalies, they have a, one of the best coaches, but I just didn't think they were going to score. I, I just did, I didn't think they were going to score enough to win enough games to be putting themselves in the position that they're in. But they're 18, 5, and 4 on the air. So, yeah. And plus 21 goal differential. Like, that's not amazing, but it's what it's. They're winning games and that's what matters. And so, yeah, good on them. I it's it is kind of mind boggling to me, honestly, like looking at this team and going, How in the world has this team scored this many goals? Like you knew Patrick's gonna put up points. You knew Marsham was gonna put up points. But I mean Matty Matty P, Matty Patras, however it is, I don't know. It's I swear it's said different every time I'm mm-hmm. I see I hear it said, is been very good this year and which another freaking draft pick by them that nobody thought was going to be anything, and here we are. But, yeah. And even, like, I mean, Pavel Zaka has been been very good. I mean, JVR has 17 points in 26 games. How the heck did they manage to do that? <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting. And then you're seeing some guys like Trent Frederick, I feel like, has been very good this year in doing, in in the role that he's doing. Like, 12 points in 27 games isn't amazing, but Considering the role he's playing and what he's supposed to be doing, he's been doing very good with that. Like, Danton Heinen coming in on a PTO, and he's got 10 points in 19 games. He's got more points than Bertuzzi. But, uh, yeah, it's just – it's funny to me looking at and having – there's been a couple of defensemen that have come up and played a couple of games because of injuries or whatever, like Ian Mitchell and Mason Lowry, and both of them have been very good too. So it's just, like, organizationally, they're doing very well for themselves. And it's just – yeah, yeah everybody was all, they'll never recover from losing Bergeron and Kirchik. And I didn't think they would. I thought that that was going to be a big hit on them. And it's like almost as if it didn't even matter, which is crazy. But yeah, anyway, no, it is. I,
1: <laughs> I just wanted to hear what you had to say about some things like, like you did. Cause it, it the reason I wanted to bring them up was because I got to see two games live this week. And, mm-hmm. And I, both games, I sat down low. The second game, we were 12 rows off the ice behind the bench. And then the first one, we were right on the glass. So the reason I was saying that was because when you see teams up close, you can, well, especially people like you and me who just are nerds when it comes to this sport, I can sit there and point things out and watch. My observation from the Bruins are, as long as Pasternak, Marshawn, McAvoy, Lindholm are there, this team ain't going anywhere. mm mm-hmm. They're not going anywhere. If the team looked at Thursday night against the Sabres was probably one of the worst games they played all year. And they were still in that game mm-hmm. because of those four guys. And then McAvoy got hurt in the third and you saw how much they missed him. Mm-hmm. Um, The the things that those guys do, I, it's hard to explain how really good they are. Like mm-hmm. they're very, I don't think they're as appreciated and I don't mean that in a negative way towards the media because they love all the, Flash and stuff and they have their moments but just all around those guys just between that and the system it's just they're a great fit and it really is and it's just it's so fun to watch and just to see see the growth of all the all these guys really a guy like zaka like frankly if that trade doesn't happen there's a chance he's not even in the nhl anymore mm-hmm. like it's the truth he's looked so good moved in, well, that's the thing too with Montgomery. Like you mentioned, a couple names there, and like Potra is what everyone's calling him. I think <laughs> Matty P. We'll just stick to that. He, uh, um, he he was healthy scratched Thursday night, so I didn't get to see that game for him because he's he's starting to show a little bit. His rookie's mm-hmm. starting to come out a little bit. He started off hot, and it's it's his game slowed down a little bit. You can tell. It's it's the details. Mm-hmm. Offensively, he still looks good. His numbers are have slowed down, too, a little bit, but, I mean, 12 points in 26 games, I'm okay with for a second-round rookie who came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, no one... He came into training camp and all of a sudden was like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. So, I, it's a good start of career, and he's got a lot of work ahead of him. Um, but if you would have told me before the season started that the would have four goals and this team would be in first place, I would have said, that's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. He needs to get better. He's looked okay. He's get he's looked a lot better these last few games. Um, I I think he's hurt too, or he came into training camp hurt. I'm not 100 percent sure, but you can just tell his game looks a little different. He misses Bergeron a lot. Mm. Um, that, that to me individually, he's the only player that seems to miss him somehow.
0: Mm. <laughs> that's crazy.
1: Which is nuts. That's crazy, and that's not like that could. Be like, some people could look at that and be like, "Yeah, because Bergeron wasn't as good as people made him out to be." No, shut up. But that's not true at all. <laughs> um. So yeah, I at, well, and I I said those four names and missed the most probably the most important one is, Linus hallmark mm. Um, he played both those games. I, I I keep seeing everything. You know, they should trade him. They need to trade him. All this stuff. Listen, I know Swayman's great. Swayman is the Bruins goalie forever. He will be. You know what? As long as these two can stay and if if con- like, with the contracts if they're willing to make sure it happens, they need to keep them both. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think people realize how good he really is on this team. Mm-hmm. He the, both those games should have been over in the first 10 minutes. Like they did not come out ready to play and he made just save at the both both games they were down 9-1 shots in the first 10 minutes of the game. <laughs> Jeez. And they weren't B-quality shots. They were A-quality chances that he just made look simple, covered it, and it's done. You lose that, and you just bring in some random, you know, backup goalie. You know, the, I'm just throwing the names, the Jaroslav Halaks, like those mm-hmm. guys. Like, you just bring them in to backup. Swayman's going to miss Olmark. Mm-hmm. So be careful what you wish for because, mm-hmm. yeah, Olmark might pull you a better forward, like another forward to help you. I think I'd rather just keep Omar and keep running and trusting the system and trusting the guys in this team. Cause like another player that stuck out to me was Morgan geeky. Mm. Now I know he was a part of my hot take and I said, he's going to end up on the top line playing with Marshawn and Bergeron. I forget what my exact number was, but a good amount of points. Now he's far off from the points, but these last four games, he's been their best forward. Mm. And he's starting to grow into that game a little bit, and I'm excited i'm I'm curious to see like I could throw like a hot take like he's twenty one games into playing this year with he was hurt for a little bit um, I think that that point total could hit forty mm. He's at eight right now, yeah, if he keeps going the way he has these last couple games, I don't know his exact points these last few games. I don't really care about the points like he was their he was their best player in the Arizona game, and he got moved up to a line with those two and they were clicking whenever this team is down that's going to be the line that's getting thrown out there and that's going to be big for the team going forward
0: Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah it's it's interesting to me the like the goaltending on the olmark thing is i don't know i think i feel like one thing we've learned in the last couple years is be careful pulling a goalie out of a system Mm -hmm. because it might not work and you should be very cautious. And that's something that I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to end up having to do because of the salary cap. And unfortunately, there's only so much money. What is Swayman going to want on his next contract? You know, you got to be careful because obviously you kind of need to To me it's just a business. You got to keep Swayman. He's younger, he's got better numbers right now. He he's proven he can start. You kind of just got to go with him because that's what makes sense the most sense business-wise. But if there's a way if it means not having you know, like you're having a, a, a rookie or somebody on an entry-level contract playing your top six so that you can keep Hallmark, that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Like You just do. You need to find a way to keep him. And obviously, if Swamin wants $8 million and you have to give it to him, yeah, it can't work. It just can't. But if both of them are like, hey, we want to win a cup, this is the key to them winning a cup is keeping both of them. Yeah. That's going to be the key because – then there's their the insurance is so high. Both of them can play. They prove they've proven it over and again. Now
1: I am interested to see Olmark in a different playoff series because he was rough last year. But you know he was, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I don't want to argue that too much. Mm-hmm. He was for two games. Yeah, game one True. through four, he was great. True. Until that turnover in game four or yeah. five. Yep. In game the game five turnover and overtime. After that game six, he was abysmal. It was it was like, come on, man. Like, I've watched you all year. This is not what you are. So, I agree. Yeah. I completely agree because I don't care. Four games in the playoffs isn't enough. Yeah. You need, you need seven in a series and then seven in another series, seven in another, seven in another. I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm not, that's why I said I don't want to argue it too much, but I'm not going to jump on him saying mm-hmm. it was terrible. Yeah. Because it wasn't. It was just two, really two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's, That's on. Un- that's unacceptable you can't have that yeah. in the playoffs but um i will break my goalie rule to keep these two on this team of yeah the 8 million or 9 million dollar goalie combo mm-hmm. because i think these two are more important to this team than that mm-hmm. well that's i think that the what you're giving up
0: like what you would spend that money on isn't going to be as valuable as having both of them which right. is
1: what you're saying yeah
0: so and I agree with that completely. Yeah. I think that it is very valuable. It's I'd very rather valuable.
1: see Danton Heinen in the top six than lose one of these two. Mm-hmm. If you're telling me the cost of bringing in Elias Lindholm, I already mentioned his name. If mm-hmm. you're telling me the cost of that is to give up all or Swayman, I'm sorry. I'll I'll keep Heinen. because he does just good enough, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they do more than what I think a Lindholm would do to this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so
0: looking at it like. I mean, you kinda of pointed to him, but Jake DeBrust is making four million dollars. Okay. So you swap him with, you know, say it's um uh Fabian Lysel, who I know is I think he played one game no, sorry, that was um I apologize. That was Colorado's first rounder. Uh I can't think what his name was. But you know, he's he's got fifteen points in twenty one games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you kind of, you yeah, you may be forcing him into a position he may not be ready for. But I also feel like this team is deep enough. And my thing is, is that Boston's always been good at finding veterans who will come play in their city for cheap contracts. Okay, maybe that's what needs to happen. Because like, I know he's not afraid until after next year, but maybe Taylor Hall comes back and you can sign him for a million dollars. And then you can sign, you know, you have Swayman signed locked up and the money from is going towards that. I think that's what you need to do, you know, or you just take the Vegas approach or the Tampa approach and acquire some LTIR space. But, (laughs) (laughs) but, but it's also one of those things where, I mean, looking at it, like your, your big free agents are, is Matt Grislick. Like really Kevin Shattenkirk. Yeah. You might bring him back, but if you bring him back, it's going to be cheap. Dabrowski, you know, you got to make a decision, but I also feel like if they signed a brush, he's not getting a huge raise. He might get, he might get a raise, but even that he probably isn't going to get a raise. He's probably making the same money. JVR. If he comes back is making the same money. You have Oscar Steen. Okay. You know, he's going to get similar money. Um, yes. Provocus may not even get re-signed like quite, quite frankly. And then Matt Grizzlick, Kevin Chacker Kevin Shattenkirk, Ian Mitchell, Parker Rotherspoon. Like you don't have any crazy like increase. So if the cap goes up that five million dollars, if you need to commit three of it, if if Swayman needs to make you know six point four seven five six point five seven million dollars, if that's what he needs,
1: I'm I'm like okay, no biggie. Yeah, I look at that right there, and I I say I agree. If Swayman gets seven, we'll just say that number. Olmark's at five now, then he's a UFA right after that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he signs another three times three. Mm-hmm. I, that wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: that's I think going to be the thing to me is what will Olmark want to do? Yeah, because do you
1: want to win? Do you want to stay in a city where you've had great success? You've been very loved, and they've they've rejuvenated your NHL career. Mm-hmm. You were you were your career was coming to an end. Mm-hmm. People were flipping out when you signed that deal. So they were like four years, five million a year for a guy that sucked his whole career, which is actually incorrect because when you look at his numbers, he had good numbers
0: everywhere he went before he got to Boston. Yep. His numbers just went shoo, up to the top after getting to Boston,
1: but he has always had good numbers. Mm-hmm. It's just he's always been on really crappy teams. Yep. But- he was. He was what was going to fix Buffalo for a lot of years. They couldn't yep. wait till he was getting called up. I remember them shouting his name all the time. Yep. Once this Omar kid gets up, he's going to take us. He's going to fix us. Well, it's not really on him, as mm-hmm. that'll be one of the other teams we might get to tonight. Mm-hmm. Is they're having issues? They always have issues, so. <laughs> mm-hmm yeah oh, yeah <laughs> yeah. you
0: ain't kidding but yeah no that's I mean I I just look and it's funny because I know that like obviously they traded away Hall for practice well it's hard like I had to be at the time I would have said they traded away Hall for nothing but Ian Mitchell's played pretty well he's played very well <laughs> so you kind of you gotta give credit where credit's due right you know yeah. so he's played very well so it wasn't for nothing it was for what appeared to be nothing but you know so they dumped him because they didn't have any cap space, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, quite frankly, I mean, losing Felino hurt like that. That was definitely, it would be nice to, to have him on this team, but it's also with the money. Like I don't, and I don't, I don't know that he would have gotten the money he got from Chicago from anywhere else, but still like he, and he, even him, he's another person I could see returning next year. Mm-hmm. Maybe he takes JVR spot, you know, kind of thing. Like, so again, stuff that I could see, or maybe he takes a breast spot, like whatever, Whatever it may be, although I think Chicago's going to resign him, and I think they really, really need to. Yeah, but that's a whole that's a whole other story. But anyway, <laughs> like you look at it and go, okay, like Boston looked like they were in a tough spot, and now I'm looking at their cap, and I'm like, they're fine. Like they're totally fine. They have some dis- some big decisions to make. One of which is Matt Grizzly. I don't know what you do with him. He's got one point seventeen games this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Or is, is it seventeen? Oh yeah, he's never been a point guy for sure. He's yeah Yeah. but still yeah
0: and and i agree and not that points are everything but it's also like oh boy you know that's even
1: even for him that's not good yeah no it is yeah he's struggled even his play is uh, he's been hurt off and on all year yeah he's he's come back played three games gets hurt again comes back plays two games gets hurt he's had a he's had a rough go of it so far but like you said though when it comes to management Mm -hmm. you know they've gotten the Ian Mitchell is the low rise called up and he's, he's played well. I mean, he's, he's had his struggles. There's no doubt. He's yo young and playing college hockey last year and then getting thrown into the NHL like he has here. And he's looked good. I mean, mm-hmm. he has looked okay. He's had his, like I said, he's had his moments. He's playing with Shattenkirk. Most of the time he's in the lineup and chat, you can tell it's a good fit for him. He's learning a lot. So it is, it's, 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 it's so cool to watch and mm-hmm. Hampus Lindholm <laughs> that trade. Me and you texted that day that trade went down. It was like, I'm okay with it, but I don't get it. Because mm-hmm. it was first-round pick. It was a big... It was pretty good. It was... No first-rounders. Round What's that? There's no first-rounders involved in that. I'm pretty sure there was. Pretty sure they gave a first-up back nine and. Oh,
0: there was. Okay. I thought that was... I swear it was not. There was only... There was two second-rounders in that. There was no first or three, three second rounders. There's no first in that. Yeah. Okay. I, I am, I am wrong. (laughs) I apologize, but I, because I remember thinking that of going, okay, well, they gave up some second rounders and, and Vakanainen, Vakanainen. Yeah.
1: Who was a first round pick.
0: Yeah. So I was like, yeah, whatever. And because when the trade came out, the extension hadn't been announced yet. And that's where I was like, okay, like it's, you know, they didn't give up a first round pick for rental. Okay. Good for that. But then, when the when the extension came out, I was like, "Oh wow, that was a really good deal." But even which, of course, now it's like, (laughs) it's still a very good deal. But anyway, sorry. Anyway, no,
1: you're good. Uh, He's just he's such an underrated defenseman. Mm -hmm. Always has been. Just being out in Anaheim, not many people talk about him, but they still don't really. Mm -hmm. I cannot explain to you the skating. It's so fun to watch. It's so smooth. I don't think I've ever watched a defenseman just so smooth just so everything's it's like he's a robot mm-hmm. like everything's just so looks so easy he's just uh he got the puck behind the net i just i was just like shaking my head i i was i actually mm-hmm. said just like oh my god he's so smooth and sarah's <laughs> like what i was like yeah i could you you have some time because <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't feel like talking about it forever but he just went behind the net someone four checked him just used the net as a screen he took like three strides and was like at the blue line mm-hmm. and the guy chasing him was just like chomping away, like <laughs> trying to catch him. He's just choo, choo, And mm-hmm. then slides the puck across and it's just simple plays, nothing big, mm-hmm. but it's huge. It's mm-hmm. the little things that some teams don't have. Yep. Well, it's, it's
0: the defenseman that makes your team so much better. Yeah. It's, and it's, to me, it's like a, he's Nick Lidstrom. Exactly. That's you know, the
1: great, that's perfect he, example.
0: And he doesn't put up the points Littrim does. Right. But I think that if he did, he's kind of, and it's the same thing, like you could have said it right about Ryan Suter you know, 10 years ago. <laughs> Excuse me. Like he's, he's that type of defenseman. Mm-hmm. And we know how valuable they are. And it, quite frankly, I think that's why Boston's so successful is because they have, you have four guys. Well, I mean, five guys because you had Forbert and that. Although he's hurt right now, right? Yep. Yeah, but you have Lindholm, Carlo. Um, hold on, McAvoy. Lindholm, Carlo, Grizzly, McAvoy, and then Forbert. All five of them are defense like more either if if they're two way they lean defensively, but they mo- oh, some of them are it's defensive defensemen or two way defensemen who lean on the defensive side. And then your sixth defenseman is kind of just can be just the most offensively, which is why I thought Ghost was going to end up in Boston because it would have been a perfect fit in my mm-hmm. opinion. But like they find these guys that are really good offensively as their sixth guy and they just throw them in because it doesn't matter because if you can defend, you can score goals. Yep. It's just how like and it's the complete opposite. And I I don't mean to bring it to it, but it is what it is. The complete opposite of Toronto's defensive core, of Edmonton's defensive core. There's a couple defensive cores that are like that are the complete opposite of this, mm-hmm. where it's you build your entire de- defense around your offensive defenseman, and it doesn't work. You yeah. you you're, you have to bring in guys if you want to be successful and bring in guys that can play too late, which is why Kale McCarr is so good, which is why Miro Heiskanen is so good, because they play defense just as much as they play offense, especially Miro Heiskanen. I think he has the edge on McCarr defensively, but McCarr has the edge on him offensively, mm-hmm. and which is why everybody always says McCarr is better. Yep. But they don't understand that that's not necessarily true, and I honestly, it's a flip of the coin to me. The two of them are so freaking close. I don't know who I would be taking. Yeah. But it's that to me is one of this stuff. If you if you build a team correctly defensively, this is what you get, and then you bring in a really 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 good coach, and no wonder they're so successful. Which is why I look at it and
1: I'm like, how did I ever doubt them? <laughs> Dummy. It's it's who let it's me not. have a
0: podcast. <laughs>
1: it's not your fault. It's not surpri- yeah. like, cause I'm, I was more optimistic and I'm surprised. Like, it's not, it's not anyone's fault for feeling that way. It's because you do, you, you look at everything and it, it, they look at those, that forward group. Mm-hmm. You, you tell me that's the group on paper. You know, you run that, you run that forward group on a simulation in the NHL video game. <laughs> it's probably not ended up well for them. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's the, Difference between an all-around team and how they handle it, and leadership. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like, mm-hmm. well, first off, Marshawn in that place is like a god. <laughs> they put his picture up on the jumbotron to like start the pump-up video before they come out, and that place just roars. Like, do it, they start licking each other?
0: Shh. <laughs> 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 sorry i have to right we can't talk about him with the captaincy and not talking about the fact he freaking licks people
1: oh man it is it's i mean yeah that's still it's still weird to see i'm not gonna lie Mm -hmm. but he he is he's the leader of the team if you watch a game if you if you're especially when you're at it you're like you can tell he's like he puts the team on his back when if they're down, he has a shift. Mm-hmm. He goes out and goes, this is unacceptable. Let's go. And yeah, it, it is. It, it's, it's fun. It's fun to watch.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's well, the last thing I want to say on this, and then we can move on, because I, I, I feel that we've, we've done our done false injustice here. Um, and then you can obviously sum up some stuff together, or two, but I'm looking at this going, Martian and, and Chara played together. Yeah. Chara trained him for this role. Whether Char knew it at the time or not, doesn't matter. This is why culture is important. Yep. This is why for so Philly's the team I'm most familiar with, so I'm going to use them as the analogy here. This is why Couturier or Lawton needs to be building into the Bobby Brinks and the Tyson Forrester. Yes. Because if you're not, there's a gap. There can't be a gap if you want crack culture. If you want, you know, and as Elliot and I did last week we went through all these playoff teams and we talked about you know our every team's playoff experience and we talked about you know success and i hope people got from, one of the things people got from that is to be a successful team yes it means getting in the playoffs but it also means winning playoff rounds and boston has done that and while they only have one cup to show for you know the chara era you know and and since but at the same rate they've been very successful in the sense that they're always in the playoffs They're always winning rounds like they're, you know, they may not ever, you know, they may not make it to the Stanley Cup final. They may make you only make it through two rounds. They may only make it through one whatever. They may not make it through one like they've had a bunch of different outcomes, but they've been very successful. And part of that is because and I don't know if it was like some of it is, you know, I also feel like you give players opportunity to be great and they become great. I think that's kind of what happened with Bergeron. Like, I don't know that. In a different organization, he would have been as great as he was. But I also feel like some of that too is they had him under Chara, and Chara taught him a lot. And like those pieces are so important, having those guys in your locker room to teach your kids how to play the game and how life looks outside the rink, and all that stuff that's built on, from the foundation and into the organization that we don't see as fans, but you can see it on the ice. You know, if you're looking close enough for it, you can see it. And I got to really give Boston props for that because it's the same thing with their understanding of we, we bring guys in, we have them here for a while, but we are drafting somebody right behind them because if they want to money, sorry, you're gone. Yep. We're just not going to pay you. And look, that worked out really well with Tory Kruger and Matt and Matt Grizzlick, you know, stuff like that. Like they've really done well with that. And even when it hasn't been a decision to leave via free agency, like we're trying Hey, it, I got to hang out my skates. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And, Matty P steps in and it's like, and John Beecher's playing a lot this year. And then while well, John Beecher's not Bergeron, but he could still bring you a lot of value. And it's just something that culturally they've done so well with. So anyway, I was just thinking about that. And it's just really impressive to me about looking at, you know, kind of how how they've done things and how they've they've really they've taken a captain. They've had him training the next captain the whole time he's there. And then that captain's gone and then he's training the next one. And it's just on and on and on and on. And if you want to be successful, that's one of the things you got to do. You got to be training the person to take your spot.
1: Yep. Well, so. do you know just quick uh, trivia, maybe? I'm going to throw something at you here. Marshawn had four line mates his rookie year total. So he started on the fourth line, then moved up to the top line. And it was the year they won the cup. That was his rookie year. Okay. Do you know who those four players were?
0: Can I cheat and look at their roster? <laughs> because I'm I'm not sure I know the roster well, well the, enough.
1: The fourth line I'd be surprised if you knew the two. Well you will know, but the top line are the the two players. And... Well,
0: I'm assuming he would have ended up with Bergeron yeah. as a center. He didn't start with Bergeron as his center though. Right?
1: He didn't. No. That yeah. the that he was when he moved up there because if I remember right, it was Blake Wheeler who got oh, hurt horrible. and okay. then Marshawn moved up there. Okay just to fill in and never left cuz it worked so well.
0: Was Sagan the other winger?
1: Mm-mm. Okay. We um, said his name on the last show as a coach now.
0: Oh. Oh, Mark Reckey. Yep. I wasn't I thought he came over in the at the deadline that year, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, he was yeah. there
1: for like two seasons. Okay. Before yeah. that. But and then the fourth line was Gregory Campbell and Sean Thornton.
0: Okay. Okay. All, I would,
1: all I, leaders though.
0: Yeah. Well, it's also – and
1: I was very hesitant
0: about the Nick DeLaurier signing. I want to be very fair about, like, where I was at at the beginning of that. He has proven to me how valuable that type of guy is in your locker room this year. Yep. He really has. And even last year he was starting to do that, but this year especially. So you need – your identity guys, you know, we, we we joke about that sometimes with the third and fourth liners, like we call them identity guys. But that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, it, they're creating an identity for your team. And that's not always just about hitting and stuff like that. It's about, are you creating inside of your locker room these things? And I think that that's something that those guys do. And especially Gregory Campbell was was a beast on the PK. He was somebody that knew how to play both sides of the game. Sean Thornton was, you know, he was somebody that he wasn't afraid to go out and protect his teammates. He was getting into it. He was grinding. He was always in, in something. He was, you know, Garnet Hathaway, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, it wasn't 20 years ago. 13 years ago. Um, uh twelve years ago, eleven. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, I mean, it was it was a ten eleven season, so close <laughs> enough, you know. Let's put the difference? But yeah, like he was, yeah, very good at that point and very helpful for the team. So yeah, no, that makes sense.
1: But yeah, culture is important thing. It's really, really, really important. Yeah, that that was my point. What I was trying to get at with that, it's just the culture that he was around because he was out there just running his mouth constantly. He was. <laughs> Like I mean, like he still plays with that edge, but mm-hmm. controlled. He's a lot more. Can trust me. Like mm-hmm. if you go back and watch any of that film and realize how how bad he was. Like it was, Recky <laughs> Rec- would literally grab him by like the horse collar and just be like, "Shut <laughs> up!" <laughs> oh man! Like, All right, you you've done your job. Now back off. Like, yep. <laughs> yep. Which is something that you got to learn. But, and you you know if, if but just imagine if he didn't have that. Yeah. Would he still be in the league? i'll answer that for you he would not be yeah
0: i mean i don't it's interesting because again you look at you just how players develop and which is half of the thing it doesn't matter where you draft them it's how do you develop them Mm -hmm. but you know i don't know i think he probably would still be an nhl player if he had gotten drafted by another team but i
1: don't think he would have any 100 point seasons i just don't think he would just because it's not really it's not really what you would think like most people would be like, yeah, because he would have done something stupid and got suspended. Like, no, I just mean the culture taught him the work yeah. ethic it takes off the ice mm-hmm. to be as good as you are on the ice. The culture taught him so much, and I I look at a guy like that, and for how small he is, he is mm-hmm. so strong and mm-hmm. just bullies everybody on the <laughs> ice, and it's it's so incredible to watch. I just I don't think he would be able to do that if he didn't have the Bergerons, the Chara. Like, imagine having to have. To go in the training camp, with hmm If you show up out of shape, and you have that guy in your face, like no, you're showing up in shape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just the truth. Yep. So. Yes, it is. But all right. <laughs> let's, Sorry. let's I, move on. I didn't think on. that was going to go on as long as it did.
0: Oh man.
1: <laughs> okay, maybe we're just doing three teams
0: tonight. Oh man. Um. All right. Let's see here. let, let uh. Or do you want to just? Let's let's do one more. Do one let's, more. Hit on, okay. let's hit on. Let's one more. Let's hit on Arizona. Okay. Let's say let's say po- positive. I, I'm really I. I just want because I, I and I also feel like we can keep this short because Elliot and I talked a little bit about them. Yeah, it's ironic because then they've lost every game since. <laughs>
1: Stupid. Well, that's the thing. What? That's one of the reasons because they were they were my choice to kind of talk about. Uh, I look at Arizona and I know you don't watch it, but I I am gonna use a little football reference. Oh my gosh! Sorry, but. It, it, i'm assuming some of the fans watch football oh my god they're you like would they ever watch that horrible sport where <laughs> i just
0: don't think that a place should be dictated by a flag. <laughs> shut up you idiot you have a super bowl because of that i don't watch football and i know that you freaking moron oh. <laughs> all right go ahead
1: come on come on oh, we gotta sorry. keep going sorry. <laughs> it's time to play I, it I, I let's go <laughs> Okay. Um, I was just gonna use the reference of like they're like the Houston Texans are in football. Like, they're they're a good team. They're young. They're building, but they're um they're gonna have moments that you're gonna think, all right, they're here, and then they're gonna have moments like these this last week where it's like, oh, that's right, you're not ready for this (laughs) yet. So, um, I just think so. There were another team I got to see live this weekend, and they're good. Mm-hmm. They're a good team. There's a lot of good players. Uh, Michelli might be one of the best passers I've ever seen. <laughs> He's so fun to watch. He comes on that off-way or the, his strong side and just whips that mm-hmm. pass, especially on like the power play. He's done it like 10 times this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's so fun. To, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of players on that team that I just love watching mm-hmm. play. Uh, they're building. They're building something. We've talked them, I've talked them up very highly, mm-hmm. uh, and you've joined along. <laughs> um, oh, I think they're that good, too. I just, yeah. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> they really are. It, it's just fun to watch. It's fun to watch a team that just gets trashed all the time build something that I think a lot of teams are going to be jealous of here soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's,
0: and I think the, the big thing, I I think the only real question mark I have for them right now is, can they continue the growth without losing any significant pieces? Right. You know, can they keep, can they get Nick Schmaltz locked up after this contract is up? You know, they, they obviously they have Dersey, they gotta get Dersey signed, but he's an RFA, so you're not worried about that. You're obviously getting rid of Dumba because he's garbage, you know, it so it doesn't really matter about him. And the rest of them, it's like, okay, the ones that you want to keep are all RFAs. So it doesn't really matter. So you have all of them locked up. So so be it, you know, and and you have two good goalies, and it's funny because we talked, we talked about Melka like crazy, and Connor Ingram's been amazing this year, mm-hmm. and like to give credit where credit was due, it's like, and I did not think he was very good, especially when he was in Nashville. I was like, oh my goodness, he's so bad, but he's been playing very 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 well this year, and I mean, we talked about Andre tourney uh, beginning of the year, and and I. I still think he's a very good coach and I think the part that I'm like man is Connor Geeky Dylan Gunther are not even playing here yet yeah. that's and they have uh, and then Maverick Lamaru and Victor Soderstrom aren't playing yet they have let's see where is it? they have t- uh, three second rounders three third rounders this year they have four second rounders next year they have three second rounders the year after that they have two third rounders in the next two years they have so many pieces and they have plenty of cap space. You know, they're not going to run out of cap space to me. Like this team is a team that they're prepped to do some serious damage. Yep. And like, I think Zucker's been very good there, but more than likely you're, if if they may, they may be in a playoff position, they may not. So they may keep him. They may not. We'll see, but you're probably going to upgrade on him on the, on the off season. But it's also, it's probably going to be internal because it's probably going to be Dylan Gunther. And it's like, so again, wow. all this like you're gonna have so much money that you could, however you want to spend it. And like, if you want to eat a contract, just so you can get another pick or get a, a good player out of it, you know, like, I don't know. To me, it's one of those things of where you know, looking at you know, there's some, there's maybe some a team that's saying, hey, we need, you know, we need to get, we may need to get rid of Jack Campbell. Okay, we'll we'll take Evan Bouchard off your hands. Yeah, right. And how, oh my goodness, how good would this team be with Evan Bouchard? Yeah. You know, like stuff like, but it's even, okay, maybe you go, hey, you know what? We love Dylan Gunther, but maybe we need an older guy, you know? Or you're going after their version of Claude Drew or whatever that looks like for them. You know, I honestly thought it was going to be Matthews, but he decided to stay in Toronto, which is probably a good thing for this team because this team doesn't need a Matthews because Matthews will never win a cup in his NHL career. <laughs> Hot take, but it is what it is. Um, Love him, but... He doesn't play will. He's learning, but whatever, leave it at that. But yeah, like just, I, I'm really, I really think that there's a lot to this team. Now they got to keep it all together and they got to continue the growth, but like Lawson Krause, 13 goals, Michael Carcone, 14
1: goals. Guys are coming out of this. Just like, where, where did you come from? Carcone does that on like nine minutes a game too. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. But and
0: and again, but like we talk about like the identity guys. I mean, Liam O'Brien's been a freaking stud for them. And I mean, uh, Alex Kerfoot, it's funny to me how good he looks in here. Mm-hmm. He gets out of that crappy Toronto system, and he's such a good penalty killer. Yep. Oh my word, he's so good there. And Logan Cooley's looked very good. He's going to be very good again. So it's just like, I don't know. And that's because it's even like looking at, I mean, Nick says centering their second line at the moment, and he's got where'd you go? Uh, fifth. There it is. Year. Eighteen. He's got eighteen points in twenty-eight games. <laughs> Nick Bjugstad. Awesome. I don't wonder. Like he's like, where'd you come
1: from? He's but, bringing back his Florida days.
0: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but yeah, I just I there's so much to like about this team. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of inconsistencies. That's very common with a young team.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That that's what I mean. Like it's I meant that's what I know you don't watch football, so the analogy didn't make sense to you, but no, it does. It's a stupid sport. It's...
0: <laughs> you can it, all text Kyle about me being an idiot who doesn't like football. I don't care.
1: Yeah, text me. Please don't do that. Um <laughs> <laughs> But it, it is. It's yeah. it's because they're so young they're it's not just that they're young they're just inexperienced i mean they are young but they have some veterans on the team but unfortunately the veterans are like dumba who like you said just he's just not he's it's, just trash he's just not that good <laughs> let's just like, be honest he's trash and i like the deal i, I still do like mm-hmm. the deal for the team because yeah. it was just like a mm-hmm. why not mm-hmm. why not we need we need a defenseman that can play and he can he, mm-hmm. he can kill minutes he just He doesn't do anything (laughs) he's Mm -hmm. just out there Mm -hmm. so um which is kind of surprising because i really had some hopes for him in minnesota and he had that one year where you're like okay i can see it and you have some things to learn but i can see it and i just he's never changed he's never gotten better he's just, just but anyway i don't think he's really anybody that they were planning on really building around. They were just kind of hoping he could be someone they could work with, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, 50 points. That's weird. Yeah. So in 17, 18, he had 50 points, 14 goals, 36 assists. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Eric (laughs) Stahl. Yeah. He was fifth in the team in points. That's wild. Anyway, yeah. yeah, I, I, and that's the thing. I, I feel like, and the, the nice thing too is the big. I think the biggest asset they have is they don't have a bad contract. Uh-uh. Like really, I, I because literally every single one of their defensemen needs a contract after this year. Uh-huh. First off, that's amazing. That's just hilarious to me. <laughs> but then all the rest. I mean, I guess technically they have Jay Voracek and Shay Weber. You know those contracts and Brian Little; those contracts aren't great, but you know it's on LTIR, so what's the matter? And that's what I mean. Shea Weber gets traded to Boston next year, and then Boston can just use all that money to sign Swayman. It It makes perfect (laughs) sense, except when then you realize that it's actual money that owners have to actually pay, and Arizona took it because they need to hit the cap floor. (laughs) 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 But so funny, anyway. But yeah, no, like I really, I do. I think this team has a very bright future because it's like. They may be the only team in the league that doesn't have a bad contract. Yeah, like, I'd say so. Quite like quite, quite frankly, I mean, somebody, everybody else has because their only person that's signed more than like three years is Lawson Kraus, Nick Schultz, Schmaltz, and uh, Michelle uh, Michelli and Keller. Uh, Keller, that's it. And so, Keller,
1: Keller at seven mil is a heck of a deal when you compare that to other players in the league because Clayton Keller's Clayton he,
0: Keller. Right,
1: I mean it's there's not even a question.
0: <laughs> Jordan bennington every other goalie in the league. oh
1: <laughs> <Fish-mulka. laughs> uh, yeah, no, and, I, I and, and that's, that's what's kind of amazing because if I I was very high on Vizmelka, so we we both had him in our top on our top fifteen goalie list, mm-hmm. and he's struggled this year. He really has, and Ingram stepped in to really take over the net a little bit here, but I think if this team is gonna make a push for the playoffs, Pishmalka does need to be the guy. Mm. And well at the same time too, like I don't think it's really on the goaltending. Like I don't think this team's just they're they're good. They're mm-hmm. they're building something, but they're not like a cup contender or anything. No.
0: No, they're they're no, not
1: even no. they're not they're not close to that no. yet, but I just love what they're doing. With mm-hmm. what with what they've been given, with the crap that they have to go through, with the organizational problems, that roster is fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they are in the playoffs right now. Yeah, which according to Elliot, Edmonton's going to kick them out. But we'll see. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Look at those teams there that they're mm-hmm. fighting with. Why? Why? Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? You yeah. got Nashville. You got Edmonton. You got St. Louis. You got Calgary. You got Seattle, Minnesota. But frankly, there's a chance Arizona's the best team in that. Yeah. group.
0: I I think they are. I don't even know that it's an argument, honestly. I think the only thing is they're missing a lot of the like the big thing they're missing is leadership, veteran leadership. Like they don't have a ton of that, and yeah. I think that's part of the reason that they brought them in. But because they have Bug said they have Zucker has been around for a while, but there's not a. I don't, yeah, this. I mean, I guess Schmaltz and Keller are at this point kind of veterans, but I don't know Kerfoot kind of, and then yeah,
1: stetcher has been around for a little bit now. Yeah,
0: he's and he's been all over the place, but yeah. Yeah, no, I. But again, I I look at this team and like upside and also just ability and how they play as a team and all that stuff. And they're fun to watch too, which is important. Yeah. Excuse me, because if they're going to continue to grow and continue to prove
1: that they're, you know, you should come watch their games. They're going to need to be. Yeah. Know? Yep. I agree. Yeah, they're they're one of those teams that you know when I saw them on Saturday, they went down three nothing, and you would have thought. You know, most teams would just, eh, that sucks. No, It was it was 3-2 in, like, less than two minutes. Yeah. And it was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, because they are, they're, they they were like, they didn't even flinch. I mean, they ended up losing, but, you know, they played a good game, though. So, yeah, it is. It's interesting. It's, it, they're a fun team. They're a team I'm, they're probably the team I'm most looking forward to in the next five years. Mm-hmm. Plus, their jerseys are sick. They are. So, gotta love them.
0: And I love the, that they went back to this logo. I forget what the name is for it. Something. You know.
1: Isn't it like the Kachina? Or, That's or it. Kachina. Like that? yeah. yeah.
0: I love these. I love that logo and I love these uniforms. But yeah. anyway. I like their old logo more. Surprisingly. Really? Yeah. Right. I love
1: that. I love that logo.
0: Makes sense. You're a Boston fan.
1: I mm. <laughs> don't know what that means. But I hurt. have no idea what that means either. i <laughs> would <laughs> hurt a little bit. But... Oh man. Oh,
0: that's right. They have Sam Lipkin too. I mm-hmm. forgot about him.
1: Yeah, I mean, they had two first-round picks last year that I know they took who everyone thought they shouldn't have taken. I'm doing like air quotes, but you don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh right, yeah, Daniel Butt and um, where is he? God, uh, oh. Dennis, uh, it's something with a G. Guryev, maybe.
1: It was the big defenseman. Yeah, Simashev. That's wasn't, it? wasn't uh, that him? maybe because they were like you talked the wrong yep. Russian. Yep, yep. yeah, yeah. Everyone was saying you took the wrong Russian, but just remember, Mchakov was never gonna play in Arizona. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's played 35 games in the KHL this year and has five points as a defenseman. That's pretty good. Plus five. So, and especially in the league that does not play rookies, it's funny because yeah, those that two, those two, uh, Simashev and um, Daniel Butt. I didn't even mention either of them. Um, oh, there's Daniel Butt. I also didn't mention Sam Lipkin, who's also he's gonna and now. Sam Lipkin's probably gonna end up being like a f- second, maybe third liner. Probably a third liner guy is kind of what I think he's projected to be. Mm -hmm. But he won he's I don't want to say single handedly, but he made the play happen that won quinnipiac their national championship last year. Right. So he's very good. He knows and he's he's somebody that can when he went and played with the world junior team last year, he was playing on the fourth line. So he can play up and down your lineup. Those guys are also very important. So a lot of good pieces in this organization right now. A hey, lot. I
1: saw some World Junior rosters are starting to get thrown out there, and I see a lot of names on here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that will be playing there. So this will be a big tournament to watch if you're a Yotes fan.
0: It also will be a good tournament to watch if you're a fan of hockey because it <laughs> may be the best version of hockey ever on ice skates, at least. But yeah, which shout out to the World Juniors. If you never watched it, tune in. It's so much fun. It runs from December 26th till January 4th, I believe, is what the end date is. So, it's awesome. It's so much fun to watch. Kyle and I both are big fans. We it's, love it. So, definitely a, check it out if you've never watched it. It's
1: in Sweden this year, so we'll be waking up early. Ugh.
0: Balls. Yeah. At least, I, I should be off the weekend between Christmas and New Year's, so I'll be able to
1: watch oh, What so. a lucky guy.
0: Yeah. You know, sometimes. But... <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. All right, anything else you want to add to Arizona or to anything else we've we've said before we uh we close this one out? No. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, wasn't going to be a quick
1: 40 minute one.
0: Yep. <laughs> we we should you should know we don't do quick
1: Oh uh, gosh. Oh um, well. Yeah. We have fun.
0: There's so many things I want to touch on that. We're just not going to
1: but it's it is it is, it
0: is what it is. So, there's next week's always next week. So, <laughs> Alright, thank you all for listening. It's been another episode of Glassman's Hockey Podcast. We appreciate all of you listening. You can follow us on Instagram, you can find us on Apple, you can find us on Spotify, and you can find us on uh, Amazon Music, or Amazon Podcast. I'm not sure how that one works, but anyway. Thank you all, and we'll see you all next thir- or, sorry, this Thursday.